G'day and welcome to The Journey. I'm Max Norton sitting in for Jude Hennessy, who is taking this week off for a break. Well, what a fantastic show we've got lined up for you. It's the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and we conclude chapter 13 of Mark's Gospel in our Gospel reading. That's the story of the four parables, the treasure in the hidden field, the merchant who's looking for the pearl of great value, the fisherman and their huge catch, and the householder who brings out from his storeroom both things that are old and new. And we'll have a Gospel reflection from Father Rob Galea, but more on that in just a moment. Got a couple of new presenters for you on the show this week as well, as well as Mother Hilda and Father Mike Delaney. Mother Hilda and her spot, Wisdom from the Abbey, has been thinking about the speed of our lives and how impatient we get because we're trying to cram as much in as we can during the day. And she wonders, perhaps like summer is different from winter, perhaps we should be thinking about our day in the same vein as morning is different from evening and night. And that's a great little story from Mother Hilda. Father Mike Delaney's also been thinking about people wanting to get things done faster. He's been rebuilding his parish pastoral council and his senior leadership team, and they used the Working Genius Assessment process to work through what their skill base was. And one of the interesting things that came out of that is that people want to get things done now And they get frustrated if they don't happen as quickly as they would want in a parish. And two new presenters this week. Mark Rowey from Catholic Mission. Now, you heard Mark talking about Catholic Mission a few weeks ago. Well, Mark's joining us with a regular spot on the journey called Hearts on Fire, Feet on the Move. And Mark's going to introduce that this week. And also... Somebody else that you heard from a few weeks ago, Father Tony Percy. Father Tony's also joining the journey as a regular contributor, and this week he's looking at the difference between prudence and prudish. And he says that we've got a lot to learn from the Book of Kings and King Solomon's story about when he had a divine dream, and in that dream he asks God to give him wisdom. Father Tony's going to break that open for us in his segment a little later in the show. But right now we need to get underway because it's a really busy show with me reading the gospel or reading for this week for you in just a moment. Matthew chapter 13 verses 44 to 52. And then Father Rob Galea is going to break it open with a little segment that he's called The Pearl of Great Price. And we'll hit into some music as well. Sela, I Got Saved before the break and after the break Mother Hilda and her wisdom from the Abbey spot. Let's get into it Faith, Hope, Love and Life My name's Max Norton sitting in for Jude Hennessy and it's great to have you on the journey A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew Jesus said to the crowds The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which someone has found He hides it again, goes off happy, sells everything he owns, and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he finds one of great value, he goes and sells everything he owns and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea that brings in a haul of all kinds. When it is full, the fishermen haul it ashore, then... Sitting down, they collect the good ones in a basket and throw away those that are no use. 
This is how it will be at the end of time. The angels will appear and separate the wicked from the just to throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Have you understood all this? They said, Yes. And he said to them, Well then, every scribe who becomes a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out from his storeroom things both new and old. The Gospel of the Lord. And now the Gospel Reflection with Father Rob Galea. Have you discovered the pearl of great price? I have. After living a teenage life of rebellion, a teenage life of addiction, I experienced the love of God at 17 years old and it changed my life forever. I remember sitting in my room one night praying and experiencing such love, such freedom, that I cried. And I cried not for one minute, but for two hours. But after this long cry of experiencing God's love, my first reaction was not how wonderful this feeling is. I had discovered the treasure. I had discovered the pearl of great price. And I needed, I had to tell the world about it. I couldn't be still. And so eventually I chose to serve the Lord. Not because I wanted to be a priest. In fact, not as a priest. I used to go out and tell people about Jesus, about the love of God. Eventually I discovered my vocation and did become a priest. And I'm so incredibly grateful for the gift of the priesthood. But it doesn't take a priest to proclaim the word of God. Anyone can proclaim the word of God. But here's the thing. To proclaim the word of God requires an encounter with this field, with this treasure. It requires you to have seen that treasure, experienced that treasure, because you cannot describe to the world the beauty of God's pearl, the beauty of God's treasure, if you have not seen it. And after you've seen this, the love of God through prayer, through the Eucharist, through community, once you've experienced that, then you can speak authentically. Because many of us speak about the field that someone else told us about, about the pearls that they spoke about in history, but haven't actually seen it for ourselves. On the other hand, there are people who have seen it for themselves and go out and proclaim it, including priests, but haven't seen it for a long time. And so they continue to speak on an experience that they had years and years ago, but eventually, you see, that becomes stale. Here's the thing. Just because you serve the Lord, just because you speak about Jesus, just because you speak about the treasure, doesn't mean that you love Him. Doesn't mean that you know Him. Doesn't mean that you're bound, not bound by sin. This is why you need to keep coming back to the field, coming back to your first love. This is the book of Revelation. It says, one thing I hold against you is that you have forgotten your first love. Come back to the field. Come back to your first love. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time in that field so that you may have the passion, the fire to share this love to the ends of the earth. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Plunged, be 
flood and got saved Since then I walk in forgiveness All of my guilt was erased The chains of the past are broken at last I got saved Oh, I got saved I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord I'm restored and made right He got a hold of my life I've got Jesus How could I walk? to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. I used to have an old computer. I thought it was marvellous. I would turn it on and then go and do several tasks and return when it had fully switched itself on. Then I would do all the waiting I needed to do as it needed to sort things out. Still, I thought how efficient it was, how fast. And the result, can I say, always made me look good. And that, of course, is the object of the exercise. Well, then it died, and it got replaced. And that one died, and it had to be replaced. And with every new computer, what I noticed was that the technology got faster. Now, I'm noticing something else. 
I'm noticing that what I expect of a computer has actually gone through the roof. Every computer now is slower than I think it should be, and I've grown very impatient. In fact, have you noticed how impatient we all get these days with things that are not as fast as we think they should be? Sometimes it feels as though we get out of bed and the race begins to get through absolutely everything we've planned. Time is a matter of getting through the minutes, getting through the hours. And you know what I've come to think? I think that we miss out on the real meaning of time. It isn't about a scientific measurement. It actually is really about the seasons of our soul. Now, our forebears had it all over us in this regard. As surely as winter is different to summer, morning is different to night. I wonder how many of us gauge our activities according to that kind of thinking. Like the tasks we perform in the morning have their own momentum, and then the ones at midday are a little different because we begin to sense a certain depletion of spirit, of energy. And hey, that's as it should be. Now, afternoon tasks are different too. The sun's starting to be in a different direction. Life itself is taking a different glow. Your clothes are crumpled and they weren't in the morning. So afternoon tasks are beginning to wind down, or at least they should be. Then with evening comes a certain mellowness to our tasks. And yet how many of us are still trying to go flat out the way we did in the morning when we had a full day's energy in front of us? And with night again, so many of us feel as though our real life has just begun. The day job's over, now let's get into things. But in fact, it's got dark. It's rest time. How different our lives would be if we really entered into the seasons of the day, not the hours of the day. God enters into the seasons. For God, there are no specific hours For God, there are the seasons of our soul, the seasons of our heart. Can I put a little thought to you this week? How about being mindful of the seasons that are in your day, not the hours? Thank you, Mother Hilda. Yes, I think we can all relate to that story about how impatient we get because things aren't working as fast as we want them to be, particularly computers. If that's one thing that I get really frustrated with is the speed of the computer in processing stuff. So I can really relate to Mother Hilda's story there. Thanks also to Father Rob Galea and his uh, Pearl of Great Price story on Breaking Open the Gospel and the fact that you can't describe the beauty of God's pearl unless you've actually experienced it yourself. And the only way to experience it is to keep going back to the field where God's great treasure is buried and waiting for you to just dig it up. Thanks very much, Father Rob Galea, 
Father Rob comes to us through Mass for You at Home, who make their gospel reflections available to us each week. And we thank particularly Dan Hopper and his support crew in the Diocese of Wollongong. You can catch Mass for You at Home on Network 10, as well as on YouTube and other various channels each week. Coming up now, Andrew Ripp and Fill My Cup. And after the break, Father Tony Percy's back to join us with one of his regular spots. And Father Tony's going to distinguish the difference between prudence and prudish. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norton sitting in for Jude Hennessy this week while Jude takes a short break. Thanks for joining us on The Journey.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Father Tony Percy with his weekly reflection. Prudence, not prudish. In the first book of Kings, the Lord comes to Solomon, King Solomon, in a dream and asks him what he most deeply desires. Solomon responds, 
Give your servant, Lord, a heart to understand how to discern between good and evil. For who could govern this people of yours that is so great? Solomon is proving himself to be prudent, not prudish. Prudent is a word that comes from the Latin providence, meaning to see ahead or to look ahead. And Solomon is certainly proving that. He is a prudent man looking ahead to governance. The latter word, prudish, comes from the French language, meaning to be shocked by someone's behaviour. And we don't want to be prudish. We need prudent men and women in every age, but especially now in the Western world, which is collapsing because of our lack of confidence in reason and faith. Prudence, in fact, is one of the four cardinal virtues. The word cardinal comes from the Latin and means hinge. So prudence is a hinge virtue, enabling us to open doors to good things, which we call virtue, and to close doors to those things which we should evil or what is known as vice. The question arises, what is prudence? It is our ability to discover and know basic principles. And then secondly, to apply these principles to our concrete behavior. Specifically, to be prudent means to know what I want as an outcome. And secondly, what are the means to achieve this outcome? It's to deal with what we call in philosophy, the end and the means, the outcome, if you like, and the means to achieve what we want to achieve. The best leaders down throughout history lived and acted in this way. Try and think of some of them. They knew where they wanted to go and they knew how to get there. They knew the end, they knew the means. To finish, we would be wise to emulate Solomon, King Solomon, that most prudent man. But don't forget, it all started with a divine dream. Thank you, Father Tony, for sorting out the difference there between prudence and prudish. And Father Tony's going to be a regular on the journey. Also, becoming a regular on the journey is another of our new presenters, Mark Rowie. might remember Mark from a few weeks ago when we talked to him about his role in Catholic Mission. Well, Mark's going to join us with a segment that he's calling Hearts on Fire, Feet on the Move. That'll come up after the break. But right now, let's get back into some more music. Jason Gray, when I say yes, faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norton, sitting in for Jude Hennessy this week. Thanks for joining us on the journey. I heard you call me as a teenager. I could tell you were a game changer. I raised my hand, finally said amen. There's a new page turn. I'm thinking how if we broke it down, maybe we could say In the end, all it really takes is a holy spark Yes, in our heart, for soul to be saved Funny how a simple word opens up a whole new world You open up a whole new world When I say yes, Lord Yes, Lord
tired and running out of rope. I'm reminded you're my only hope. The impossible is possible when I trust and let go. So I can either try to keep control or I can let you come steal the show. A leap of faith is just a word away. I go with your flow when I say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And now, encouraging us to have hearts on fire and feet on the move, here's Mark Rowie. There are so many ways to be of service in the world today, endeavouring to improve the life of people near and far. So many causes, so many organisations, so many varied ways to use our skills, time and resources to better the world around us. Jesus was clearly someone who was at the service of others, and he modelled for us a life of selflessness, never counting the costs, rising above his immediate comfort or security, reaching out to others in compassion, solidarity and love. But Jesus was not just a person of action. Yes, his feet were on the move, but only because his heart was on fire. I think we all know what it is like to have a heart that is on fire, when we feel deep inspiration, motivation, determination, enthusiasm, zeal even. And that internal fire inevitably stirs us into action. A Christian would say that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. On that first Pentecost 2,000 years ago, the disciples were full of fear and trepidation after the death of Jesus. Hiding in that room, they were unable to move, to take action, to step out into the world, until the Holy Spirit came upon them and ignited them, creating hearts that were on fire, giving them courage, strength and motivation to have feet on the move. And history shows what the work of the Spirit did with the disciples and those that followed. Good works are good. Of course they are. People of goodwill doing good cannot be anything else. But real sustainable movement, real change, real action can only take place if our hearts are truly on fire. The movement of God's Spirit within us is that sustainable fire that will burn endlessly 
and propel our feet in the right direction, even in the face of challenge and adversity, to, as John 10.10 says, bring life to the full for everyone. There are so many ways to improve the life of people around us. May we continue to do so and keep that fire burning within so that our feet will always move in the right direction. I'm Mark Rowie from Catholic Mission. Find out more about us at catholicmission.org.au Thank you to another one of our new presenters on the show this week, Mark Rowie. That's a concept that Pope Francis is constantly talking about, the, the need for us to have hearts on fire and feet on the move and the fact that real sustainable movement, real change, real action can really only take place if our hearts are truly on fire. And once again, thanks, Mark, and we look forward to hearing more of you as a regular presenter on the journey. After the break, Father Mike Bellone is going to round out the show. He's been uh, rebuilding his parish pastoral council and his leadership team, and in that process, he found out some interesting things very similar to what Mother Hilda found out at the start of the show about the fact that we want to get things done as fast as we can and we get frustrated when they don't happen at the speed that we want them at. Father Mike's got the full story on that after the break, but coming up right now, some more music. I am they, Firm Foundation, and also some Matt Redman. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norton, sitting in this week for Jude Hennessy while Jude takes a bit of a break and... We're almost there, but you're still on the journey. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, and everything around me shaking. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never Oh 
I'm Sharon from Theodore in ACT, and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio.
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. And now, seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. I recently organised a parish event to see it how I, how is we, as a parish, might use some of the insights from the Working Genius Assessment to develop a vision for our parish. I was hoping to take steps also towards reforming our pastoral council and creating a senior leadership team. The Working Genius Assessment, just for information, was developed by Patrick Lencioni and the Table Group during the COVID-19 lockdown. I extended an invitation for people to contact me so that they might do the assessment prior to our gathering, and 36 parishioners completed the assessment. There are six areas in the assessment, and each person has two of the six as their working genius, areas of work where they find joy and life. Two others are competencies, areas of work they can do, but it doesn't really give them life. And two other areas which are frustrations, the place where you have to buckle down and do the work, but sometimes it really is hard work. Now the various areas of the working genius spell the word widget, and here's some of our information against how people's responses came back. Seven had wonder, eight had invention, eight had discernment, six had galvanizing, 25 had enablement, and 18 had tenacity. So you might have heard from those results, we have a strong bias towards wanting to help people. 43 have enablement and or tenacity as a genius. In reality, there were 11, almost a third of the group, who have both enablement and tenacity as their working geniuses. This suggests that they want to get things done, and some of them are, as they've told me, a little frustrated that the process is not moving as quickly as they would like. This made me wonder if this in fact might be an issue for other people in helping ministries, in parishes, in faith communities. They want to help others, but perhaps there isn't any real direction or vision from those in leadership roles. Father James Mallon, the priest author of Divine Renovation from Maintenance to Mission, suggests that if you don't have a vision, anything you do is okay. But if you want to become a missionary disciple, wanting to move your community from maintenance to mission, then you must have a vision. Now, I'm not suggesting that assessments and and such are the answers, but sometimes they can help us know a little more about the people of our faith community I know that there are many other processes I could have used. My awareness from this activity is that I now know there are some people who are desperate for something to do, but that I need the help of other people with gifts and talents who can help me by using the genius they have to fill in the gaps in my skills. Now, my frustrations are discernment and invention. I don't find it easy to ask the right questions or to create solutions for any problems. God does the work I know, but I need to know when and who to turn to to help me to do all that I'm called to do. And I'm wondering, do you know where you have gaps in your ministry? And do you know people who can help you fill those gaps?
In a time full of war, be peace. In a time full of doubt, just believe. Yeah, there ain't that much difference between you and me. In a time full of war, be peace. In a world full of That needs change and make a difference. In a time full of noise, just listen. 'Cause life is but a breeze, better live it. In a place that needs a change, make a difference. In a world full of hate, be light. When you do somebody wrong. Some musical talent for you: Thomas Rhett, Reba McIntyre, Hilary Scott, Chris Tomlin, and Keith Urban. What a great combination, and what a great song! Be a light. And thanks also before that to Father Mike Delaney and his God in the Everyday spot, where he was looking at parish vision and some of the things he learnt as he was uh, building that new pastoral council, the fact that he's got people in his parish who are desperate for things to actually fire up and start happening, but he also recognises that he needs others to help him fill in his skills gap as well as helping them fill in their skills gap, and I think that pretty well applies to all of us involved in parish ministry. Thanks also to all our presenters on the show this week, Father Mike Delaney, our two new presenters, Mark Rowie from Catholic Mission and Father Tony Percy from the Archdiocese of Canberra. You'll be hearing more from them over the coming weeks. Mother Hilda Scott and her wisdom from the Abbey Spot and also to Father Rob Galea from the Diocese of Sandhurst at the start of the show, breaking open the gospel passage for you this week. And we hope that in the show this week, we actually did have some pearls of great value for you. We'll be doing it all again next week. Jude should be back next week after his short break. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Have a great coming week. 
We will see you again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. I'm Max Norden. Thanks for being on The Journey. The Journey is produced on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.